All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities, strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to episode 66 of Biohacker Babes. I'm Lauren and I'm here with my sister Renee. Hello everyone. We're so excited to chat with you all today because we have a really fun guest. We have Scott Kennedy from Light Path LED. If you've been wondering why I'm always sitting in front of a red light or putting my dog in front of it, we have some incredible education in this episode for you so you can understand why we are both so obsessed with this biohack. I have one of Scott's home use panels, a red light panel, and I've seen tremendous benefits. Everything from better sleep to decreased pain. I had this ankle injury that I was dealing with for a while and the red light really kind of just, it made that pain 
I want to say vanish, <laughs> basically. Uh, better mood regulation. It's really helped with circadian rhythm. Reset, which Renee and I have been talking a lot about recently because we have a book which you need to check out. And Scott re- really does a great job at breaking down the science and explaining why red light therapy and light therapy in general is so useful and honestly beneficial, I think, for everyone. I don't, I don't know anyone that would not benefit from this type of therapy. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I I felt like I knew a lot about red light before this episode, but I still learned so much from Scott. And I've been using a red light panel for a couple of years, but I think now I have a better understanding of a few other ways I can incorporate it into my biohacking routine. So I'm really excited about that. And I honestly really appreciated his holistic approach. It's like, even though he has this company and this device, he still was like, you got to be eating a good diet, you know, sleeping, drinking your water, you know, really getting back to the basics. But at the same time, he was explaining how using this to upgrade your health on top of all that, you know, can be a really good biohack. So the technology is really yeah. exciting. And I just love this episode. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love it's it's always like a breath of fresh air when we talk to an expert that is not just trying to sell a product and they really have the passion, the education to share with everyone because it really speaks volumes. And uh, we would never bring someone on the show that's just going to push a product. Uh, we believe in this yeah. wholeheartedly. So excited to share. Before we get started, I want to read the bio. So Scott Kennedy is a certified laser light specialist and health coach. In 2018, he started the first light therapy wellness center in New Jersey, where he would meet with clients from all walks of life and with a gamut of issues. Marathon runners with shin splints, bodybuilders with chronic shoulder pain, weekend warriors with back tightness, and those suffering from autoimmune diseases, neuropathies, concussions, skin issues, anxiety, and depression. His personal journey began five years ago when he suffered from peripheral neuropathy. And within four months of light therapy treatment, his symptoms decreased by over 80%. And now his goal is to help others get back to doing what they enjoy in life without pain and without meds. He began Light Path LED home use panels for his clients who couldn't see him on a regular basis or for those who were just too far away from his wellness center. His commitment is to your health and safety while keeping your budget in mind. So awesome. So if you're overwhelmed with the, I think, what is the exploding market of red light devices? One, don't run to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this interview in its entirety. Scott does an amazing job at really simplifying the science and explaining the benefits and power on a very accessible level. And I think he has created what is the best bang for your buck product. He really keeps in mind the consumer and trying to make this as inexpensive as possible and as powerful as possible. It's really awesome. So shall we do it? Yeah, let's get into it. (laughs) Here we go. Welcome, Scott. We're so excited to talk about all things light and light therapy with you today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. So you have created Light Path LED. I have been using it. It's incredible. Renee and I both have a lot of experience with red light. Um, But I want to start with your journey and give us your introduction to it, how you discovered it and how you learned the powers of it. 
Sure. You know, my, my background is in dentistry. So I, uh, you know, started off in the military doing, uh, as a dental technician, x-ray technician, and then, uh, later on went to school and started doing dental hygiene. I was suffering like many other hygienists or people in that field with wrist issues, back issues, neck issues. So I eventually had to, you know, prematurely get out of the field. Uh, and I got into doing some teaching at some uh, at a local university, as well as I got into doing more dental sales and education. The company that I was last with for six years, we were working with lasers. Now, these are lasers that would cut. So they would cut enamel, they'd cut bone, they'd cut soft tissue. But one of the interesting things about it is, is if you pulled that laser away, uh, to where it was no longer cutting, to where that energy was diffusing over a larger area, we would get what is now termed photobiomodulation, low-level light therapy, which is used not for cutting, but for healing. So by diffusing the energy, covering a larger area, we can see a cascade of uh, events that occur. And in, in the dental field, it was namely TMJ issues, or it was somebody that would get an extracted tooth and then we would go ahead and use the laser for photobiomodulation, and we would see a dramatic increase in healing, uh, whether it was endodontics, periodontics. You know, and we had this handful of dentists that really understood lasers. They understood light energy, and they would extrapolate what they knew, and they would treat friends and family. So whether it was a kid with a, a sprained ankle, they'd take them back from soccer and... Uh, use it over their ankle or a father with shingles or their own tennis elbow or herpetic lesion uh, or had one that, you know, their daughter had a concussion. So they were using it uh, on the brain area. So it was fascinating to see all this occurring. And I thought, how interesting to be able to take something that looks like just this light shining on you and have such changes to the body at a cellular level. So from that point on, I, I, you know, delved in, I took as many classes as I could, I read as many uh, research articles as I could find, uh, as there's no like light therapy kind of a school for this. So it's really on your own learning it. And from there, I, I said, wow, this is great. This is something that I could actually uh, instead of just using on me, myself, my family, I can extrapolate this and I can actually use this on people in the community. And then I took the next step and said, well, now we can start using this for home light devices so I can help out people beyond my, you know, geographical zone. Yeah, that's pretty incredible story there. And I like what you just said about the red light as a home device. I think we're always trying to find more practical ways that people can incorporate things into their daily routine. Like I've seen some biohacking centers that have like the red light beds, mm -hmm. but I question, I mean, that's hard for people to be, you know, driving somewhere to be doing a therapy every day versus something that you can just have at home and easily do right. in the morning or evening or whenever you can fit it into your routine. Yeah, yeah, especially I, I, right now, absolutely. I feel like it's so important to be able to biohack your own home and be able to access these things more readily. And how amazing to have that home device. Yeah. And I, I have a lot of clients that will come and see me once a week, once every two weeks, and then they have a home use light so they can be using it and getting the daily benefits from light therapy without having to get in the car, 
drive to me, find parking, all the other logistical issues that are associated with that. So I think stress as well. (laughs) Oh, huge. Oh, hugely. Yeah. The ability now, you know, back in the days we just had lasers and lasers were very expensive in the wrong hands. They could be dangerous as well. So when they realized that LED therapy can be just as beneficial as laser therapy at a much lower cost point, that's when things started to really take off. So, you know, we've got now, we've got professional sports teams, the Cowboys, the Suns, UFC fighters, the Nike Olympic running team, they, back in the last Olympics, shipped a a bed all the way to Brazil. And they would use it pre-workout to increase their oxygen, reduce lactic acid buildup, and then they would use it post-workout to reduce inflammation, and to reduce recovery periods so that they could actually exert themselves harder and more frequently. Tony Robbins has like one in every of his seven homes. So sure. It's, I'm sure it's, because he can. <laughs> because he can, yes. But now the, the best thing is, you know, people don't need a full bed. I mean, that's it's a little bit overboard. If you've got the room, if you've got the money, great, but it's it's a little bit out there. But to now for the everyday person to be able to actually afford this. And to be able to get the health benefits, it's just great. It's great that we've got so much research to back it, to support it. And now that we've been able to get the price point down so that you know the average person can get these benefits in their own home is great. Yeah, that's incredible. So it seems like there's kind of two uses. There's like a whole body red light therapy where you're using maybe like the bed or some bigger devices mm-hmm. versus more localized treatment, which is maybe more pain and inflammation. Is that correct? To some extent. Now, when when we look at size of the unit, in many cases, it's coming down to economics. You know, a bed is forty, fifty thousand dollars. You know, it's it's really for the professional use in a in a center, or for obviously somebody who just has X amount of money. For most people, they're going to base it on either their condition or what they what what they're able to do with their budget. So I always recommend people start off small, get something that's affordable to you. Whatever's affordable to you, go with that. That's going to do the job for you at the time. And then you can always build up from there. So something that would sit on the table, kind of a tabletop version. It's great because it covers the whole face. I can then put it on the couch and lean up against it for lower back issues. I can set it on the floor if I've got shin splints. I can put it on the back of my head if I've got neck or you know depression type issues even, or suffering from a TBI as well. And then I can go bigger and get a, a larger version that's going to be three times as large. And, and the only difference is it just saves you time. Now I can stand in front of it and get basically from my thighs up to the top of my head in 10 minutes. I can turn around and do the back half of myself in 10 minutes as well. So it can be a mm-hmm. time saver as well. So 10 minutes is really the ideal amount per body part. Correct. Fortunately, with light therapy, there's a, a, a large therapeutic window. So whether you're getting five minutes or you're getting 20 minutes, you're going to see benefits. It's only on the extreme ends when you just do it too little or you do it way too much that you're not going to see the kind of benefit that you could. So you mentioned too much. This could be too much of a good thing? You have to go above and beyond. So if you if you were standing in front of it for 
two hours. Now we're at a little bit too much. And the interesting thing is it's not deleterious. It's not going to have negative side effects. It's just not going to have the positive side effects. Gotcha. You know, kind of everything in, in, in moderation. But, you know, when you first see it, you see this light, you're thinking, oh, what kind of voodoo, you know, witchcraft stuff. I shine okay. this light and all of a sudden my cells get help. And I went through the same thing. I fought the same thing. I, I looked at it. I said, no, it can't be. It couldn't be doing that. It's got to be placebo, this and that until one, I tried it. And two, I did the research. And, and when you're going on the National Institute of Health, that's when you know you're getting the real deal. And the studies are amazing. We've got over 30 years. It was first actually started by NASA. You know, they were trying to see if it could, if it would cause cancer. They found out, no, not only did it not cause cancer, it actually shrunk tumors. But when they tested it on rats, they noticed a little area that they shaved grew back dramatically faster than the control group. So from there, it just kind of took over, and and now we see so many of the, like I said, athletes, a lot of the clinics, hospitals, chiropractic, veterinarians are now using this. So we've got years and years and years of, of data. And the, the easiest way I put it to people as an analogy is we think about photosynthesis in plants. We know that the plant needs good soil, it needs water, and it needs sunlight. You take one of those away, and it's going to die. So when it takes in sunlight, it is almost identical. It's funny how close it is to how we take in sunlight as well. There's actually a chemical reaction that occurs in the body where the, in essence of the human body, we absorb the energy into our cells. We convert it into what's called ATP. And and we go back to science class in the the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. And it's in essence, we're kickstarting it. So we it's starting to function better. We're starting to get more energy. And from that energy, we see so many positive reactions geared towards reduction in inflammation in the body, which is one of the hugest things. We know most diseases, the disorders, the underlying issue is inflammation. We see mm-hmm. positive changes in hormonal balance, in just mood. If we know sunlight is so beneficial for just our our mental health. So beneficial light therapy for sleep. So beneficial for collagen, elastin in the skin, for increasing oxygen in our red blood cells. You know, what we're doing is we're basically taking the benefits of sunlight. We're removing the dangerous UVA, UVB, and we're focusing on a couple specific wavelengths of light energy that we know through research has a therapeutic cellular effect. I just think it's really cool that you said before you even read the research and you were skeptical before trying it, you just had to try it to know. Like It sounds like these benefits really are endless, but you can feel a difference after one exposure. And I'm just laughing, thinking about what my neighbors must think because when I leave my red light on and go out in my back patio and the whole apartment is lit up red and it probably looks like there's some some kooky stuff happening, but just seeing that light produces a calming response. But it's so interesting how I I feel like you could talk for an hour about how many benefits there are. But if we're just looking at red light, it sounds like most of the research that's been done is about red light. So that's why red light is more popular. Is that true? And then can you also talk about, I mean, there's so many other colors in this visible light spectrum, but right now it seems like red light is really leading that charge. and it's a little bit of a misnomer because, you know, the, the technical t- name used to be 
low level light therapy, which is a, is a mouthful. And now it's, you know, they all, all the, uh, thought heads got together and they said, let's change the name to something easier. And they came up with photobiomodulation. And I don't know how many people can easier? say that, how <laughs> can spell that, how they could remember that. So yeah. red and light also therapy. also isn't that impactful. When I hear that word, I'm yeah. like, I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, and yeah, yeah. Scientifically, photo, bio, biology, modulation, we're modulating. I, and I sure, get that. Sure. Um, but red light therapy has stuck because it's it's simple, it's understandable, it's obvious. But yeah, mm-hmm. so red light therapy is is kind of a generic term for everything that we're doing. So even if the light that's coming out, maybe in the near infrared where it's in the invisible spectrum, or whether it may be a, a blue light that's great for you know people with acne issues, it still seems to be coined red light therapy just for kind of layman's terms. Sure, to catch people's attention. and Yeah, but red light actually is best for skin issues. So all wavelengths, whether, you know, we go, again, back to science class and we're looking at the spectrum of light, you know, all the way to, you know, UVA, UVB, those are very small wavelengths, all the way to the other side where we've got radio waves that will travel football fields and can travel through, as we know, houses and trees and everything else. And that's how, you know, that's how our telephones work as well. So the world is all about really wavelengths. We're just focusing on the couple specific ones that we know to have health benefits. And the differences in benefits between the colors are the depth to which they penetrate. Is that correct? That's described how deep red penetrates versus near infrared versus even green. so depth is a big part of it. And as we're learning, we're, we also see that certain cells have affinities to specific wavelengths. And they're learning more about that. But yes, yeah, so if we start on the left side of the, you know, the color spectrum, the first thing that we see is kind of a violet and then a blue. That's great. Uh, it's very shallow. And it's very good because it bottles all that energy up on the skin level. So it's great for killing uh, actually has a microbial, microbacterial effect, so it can help kill acne-causing bacteria. So, you know, I wish I had this back in high school. Um, <laughs> now we go into higher wavelengths. The next one, we, we will start seeing yellows and greens, and then we get to the reds. Red is good because it penetrates through the skin, but it kind of, it, it, it's absorbed basically into the bloodstream after that and won't go further. Then we get into higher, near-infrared. Now we're going through the skin through the capillary bed. Now we're getting to the muscles. We're getting into the joints. We're getting into the bone, actually. We're getting into lymphatics. We're getting into the brain. So when we talk about depth, red light may be five, six centimeters. That's all. Near infrared, depending on power, depending on focus, we can be getting you know, a good inch into the body. What's really fascinating is what they found out is Let's say, and they've done a research on this. They have somebody with eye issues, both eyes. They have adult onset macular degeneration. So what they said is, well, let's treat the left eye and the right eye will be the control group. Makes complete sense. But the problem was, is as the left side was getting better, they tested the right side. It was also improving. And so what they found is they they can no longer, they can't use one person to be both the, the study and the control group. 
Because what they found out is that light goes beyond just the local area. And it, it makes complete sense because if we're getting the blood supply, that's traveling to other areas of the body. If we're getting lymphatics, that's traveling to other areas of the body. Then we get into the cool stuff of gene transcription where we know cells talk to each other. A cell will send out signals to say, hey, uh, we've got an infection in this area, send out T cells. Or it'll say, hey, we, we've got inflammation, send out anti-inflammatory agents. And so what we see is, even if we're just doing local areas on the body, we're still getting some degree of a systemic effect. So that's where it gets, you know, really interesting, really cool. And, you know, we can start playing with, if somebody has a brain issue, what I do is I go after the blood supply. I want the blood supply in the body traveling up to the brain to have as much oxygen in it as possible. I want to go to the lymphatic system because we now know the glymph is part of a lymphatic system that's in the brain that helps pull toxins out at night. Mm -hmm. I want to hit the nervous system as well because, you know, when they say, hey, when somebody says, oh, the pain's all in your head, well, yes, literally that is correct. <laughs> you know, the, the, the brain is said, sending signals to the body saying this hurts. Right. Um, Communication center. Absolutely. So I may have somebody that's got neuropathy in their hands and feet, or they've got a tingling numbness, whatever. Yeah, I can go at the hands and feet and, and treat those areas, and it can help increase the, the oxygen, uh, create vasodilation. But I'm, what I'm really going to do is I'm going to go to the spine, and I'm going to treat the nerves there that innervate up into the brain. I'm going to treat the brain area as well, because we know people with chronic issues after about three months, six months, it becomes chronic. It stops becoming a local issue. It starts to become a neurological issue in many cases. So it just shows where light therapy is going, uh, where we can, instead of normal medicine, where we just focus on that local area, you know, hey, you got a problem here, let's give you a shot here, or let's do surgery here or whatever else. Now we're seeing how the body really, really functions together as one unit and we've got to treat it as such. Yeah, it's great evidence for root cause healing and also to support the fact that the body is a system. You can't possibly isolate anything in health. You try to isolate something else, some other reaction is going to happen. You have to treat mm -hmm. it as a whole. So that's right. really cool. Um, I've heard of people using red light on specifically on the gut to help the brain. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah. So uh, newer newer research coming out, but you know we've we've certainly known for a while now how important gut health is to gosh everything. You know if we if our gut isn't working, particularly we've got a leak gut, we're not absorbing the proper nutrition. Um, we're actually pulling in bad stuff. So the gut is such a huge aspect of everything to deal with the entire body. So absolutely. When I have people doing the home use panels, you know, there's a couple areas that I, I say, I don't care what problems you have. Uh, I want you to add these two things to it. And one is going to be brain health, you know, putting that panel right in front of your face because the eyes absorb that, that light energy, which is so important. But then I also have them put it on their stomach area because we know that in the stomach lining, we have so many uh, digestive cells, so many immune cells as well that are, in many cases, not functioning because uh, either our diet, our stress level is building up cortisol in our body, toxins that we're breathing in, 
just all kinds of other environmental conditions that leave our body not in peak performance by any means. Not able to fight. Yeah. So how does this play a role with circadian rhythm? Are there good and bad times to be using this during the day? Yeah, it's great for circadian rhythm. Now, if we think about it, ideally in a perfect world, like we go back to, you know, cavemen days, you know, they were out in the sun all day long. Before 10 o'clock, you know, sunrise to 10 o'clock is such a great time to be out and get the sun. And, and a lot of the colors in that sun, although it looks white, of course, but the sky is blue. There's a reason why the sky is blue, because of the blue rays of the sun. Uh, we're absorbing that blue, that red. That blue really wakes us up, energizes us. It's telling our body, okay, time to get up, time to get motivated. There's a reason why they say don't have blue light at nighttime. There's a lot of blue light that comes from your computer, your phone, your TV. So they say, you know, a couple hours before you're going to bed, either put on your blue blocker glasses or turn everything off, read a book. And there's a reason because the blue, when it gets absorbed into the eyes and the brain sees that as, okay, it's time to get up. So in the morning time, red is great for your body. Blue is great for your body. Now, interesting, red is also very good at nighttime because, you know, if we look at the sun going down, a lot of times we see that red. Red is more of a, a what we would call low temperature ray, and it does have a very calming effect on the body as well. So interestingly enough, with, with people that have uh, the home use panels, some people love to use it first thing in the morning. They get up in the morning, they kind of do their little meditation in front of the light and they feel it energizes them. There's other people that really enjoy using it at nighttime because it, it calms their body down and allows them to sleep better. So again, a, a little bit of a case by case, but certainly the light has a very beneficial effect on your circadian rhythm. I've experienced that feeling the red light is energizing, but I've also felt at nighttime, it's a little stimulating for me. It almost depends on what body that I'm dealing with that day or what state right. of mind. But it's interesting because I think about chromotherapy and blue is always really calming and red is energizing. So it's so interesting to sort of flip that and, and think about mm. the sun. I think we have started to vilify blue light because people are catching on to this. We need to block the blue light. And it seems like people are actually ignoring the positive effects of blue light according to the time of day. Like there are times, like you said, in the morning that we do need that blue light. But I see some people now waking up and putting on their blue light blockers immediately. They're just like, no blue light ever. Right, right. Funny that's that we've a, like kind of gone to the opposite side of the spectrum. We, we have. And we've got so many people that are just so scared of the sun because they think skin damage, they think skin cancer. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. I, I get it. That's a concern. But when people lock themselves away, you know, or they walk outside and they cover head to toe with clothes or they're lathering themselves with, you know, store brand sunblocker, <laughs> uh, I tell them, I said, you are doing way more damage to yourself than if you just went out in the sun. Everything in moderation, of course, but somebody that's light skinned like me and you, we need, you know, a good 15, 20, 30 minutes of sun every day to get the vitamin D and the other nutrition that we need. Somebody with darker skin needs a lot more sun. Right. And it makes complete sense when we look at where we are geographically. Europeans are going to be lighter skin. There, there's a reason for that because as 
we've evolved. We've evolved depending on how much sunlight we get. And it's no surprise that there's so many people out there that are vitamin D deficient because they are not getting the sunlight that they need. Yeah. I know so many people that are terrified of the sunshine. They never go out or they put their sunglasses on before they even step outside. So there's literally no direct Mm -hmm. light exposure. It's nonsense to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Scott, I like what you said about plants. Like we all know plants need, you know, food, water, and sunshine. Humans are not much different, right? We were like, oh, we need food and water, but people forget the sunshine part. Yeah, we've yeah. all seen time lapses of plants like like growing, just being in the sunshine. It aren't we should be the same, right? Yeah, right. No, we we absolutely should, and you know, and yes, you know, we we don't live in a world where at least I can't walk out of my house naked at eight in the morning. You know, um, <laughs> I can, but you know what? I'll, I'll be visited by the cops really soon. So we a lot of times we just don't have that ability or that time to get out at that we're we're at work or we're at home whatever or it's winter time we're we're just not going to get out in, in, into that cold air to try to get sun so that's where these light panels can be so beneficial because we can get that necessary energy that we need right in our homes around our our schedule and we can be naked yeah i'm with you i i can't do a full exposure because I live in New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depending on the time of year, when in the sun, uh, sorry, in the summer, when it is easier for the vitamin D synthesis, would you say that we can get everything that we need from the sun, or is there an element of um, some climate change and maybe ozone disruption that has taken that away from us? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think the issue is that we face nowadays is that our our food supply is lacking in the nutrients that it used to. Being in, in the Northeast, so many people have sinus issues because of the air that we're breathing in and we're stressing out so much. We have a couple walls that we put up that are poor for our health. And in some cases, just getting out there and getting the sun isn't going to be enough anymore to make up for that. When I see clients and when I, when, when, I talk to people that purchase the home use panels is, no, we talk about make sure that you're getting, still getting your sunlight, make sure that you're eating healthier, make sure you're drinking half your weight in water, clean water every day. You know, so nothing's a silver bullet out there. Nothing is a miracle pill. You're going to feel great. So we come at this from a very holistic standpoint of here's this way to help with this issue. Here's another way to create a more synergistic effect by adding better nutrition, by adding sunlight, by increasing your water intake, by increasing certain supplements. I think when we look at what sunlight can bring to it, I think that's very important. But I think by us being able to channel the specific certain wavelengths with extra power, significantly more power than we'd be getting from the sun alone in those specific rays, we can take the healing process to a, a much higher level. Yeah, you've really taken something that is natural or found in nature and just kind of biohacked it so we can get even more benefit faster, yeah. potentially. 100%, absolutely. And we're taking out some of the negative aspects of sunlight as well with taking out any UVA, UVB rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, it, it seems like the ultimate biohack. I know there's a lot of, um, I guess, 
for lack of a better term, haters of the biohacking trend because we, Renee and I believe in this. It's just about getting back to the basics, right? And who needs fancy technology and gadgets to get you there? Like just get quality sleep, drink high quality water, mm-hmm. eat real food. But right. this sounds like we cannot possibly fully get back to the basics. We can't get that only from sunlight with the state of the world or the state of our nutrition. So to me, am I missing something? It sounds really necessary. No, I I would agree. And and I think down the road, like, you know, there's a lot of people that are listening here and they're like, I've never heard of this. And, and I get it, you know, where red light isn't owned by a pharmaceutical company that they can put millions of dollars into marketing, you know, hospitals, all that. So like a lot of things in the biohack community, it starts with kind of the hardcore group, the athletes. Mm-hmm. And then it eventually it'll probably be taken up by some Hollywood people. And then it'll become more more mainstream. And you mm-hmm. know, anytime we deal with biohacking, you know, the issue is always, oh well, you know, they say this can do everything. And it's not the case. And unfortunately you're you're always gonna have people out there that are going to try to take advantage of people and say, it can do this, it can do that, it can do all these other things. And um, I think a lot of people are jaded because of that, because they've tried things and it, and it hasn't worked. Or, you know, you get promised it can do this, that, and everything else. And they rightly say, yeah, I don't think so. So it's important to keep red light therapy in, grounded in research, not throwing out things that, oh, well, we've got something anecdotal here or something here. Base it on the research that we've got, which you know, there's already over 5,000 studies on this, and say, this is the real deal. This is what's actually happening to your body on a scientific cellular level, and here's how it's going to benefit you because you have this issue, because you have an autoimmune issue, because you've got inflammation in your back or your knee, or you're dealing with uh, depression or even Alzheimer's, dementia. And what I try to tell people is, you know, they say, oh, well, it does all these things. It can't possibly, it can't possibly be that good. In all honesty, light therapy only does one thing, but it does it really, really well. And what I mean by that one thing is, is it focuses on the cells. It focuses on the mitochondria and it helps the cell to create more energy that our body needs to thrive every day. Thousands of functions. So all we're really doing is kickstarting the process. No different than uh, oiling uh, a squeaky wheel. Once we get that those gears going, all of a sudden the other gears start to move. The other gears start to function. The other parts start to do their job better. So. We can say, nope, light therapy only does one thing. But the thing is, the one thing that it does, it does it very, very well. So are we saying that, hey, light therapy is it's specific for Alzheimer's? No, for helping the body reduce inflammation, for making the cells more resistant to premature cell death, particularly neurons that we see in dementia, Alzheimer's type patients, all the way down to the basics of, of having, you know, a bum ankle or, or chronic shoulder pain. Uh, when we get those cells energized and to function properly, that's when we start to see some big changes. Really cool. 
I mean, if your cells aren't healthy, your whole body can't be healthy. So you're really just targeting it at that level. So I'm curious, how does that play into the immune system? Is there an effect on immune cells? Yeah, hugely. Mm -hmm. And they, they are in, they're doing studies right now on COVID patients. So they're doing studies on, you know, people that have been using light therapy that may have gotten the virus. I can give you anecdotally, it's amazing how quick they're recovering, how quickly they're healing. They're doing a study on post-COVID because there's so many other health issues that people are having months down the road after getting the virus and, and getting over the initial fever symptoms, everything else. So when we talk about the immune system, I mean, there's a whole lot of things in play. So we can focus on a few things. One, particularly with, with COVID, what we're seeing is a lack of oxygen. We know it affects the lungs. All right, so we know already red light therapy increases the oxygen and red blood cells. Great, that's, that's number one. Two, vasodilation. The more that we can get the, the vessels, the capillaries, the arteries to open, the more capillaries we can produce, the more we can get the red blood cells, the more we can get oxygen to those specific areas. So that's number two. Three, the lymphatics. Hugely important, getting such an important aspect of getting the waste out of our body. Now we can even look at cells in the organs. So the cells in the kidney, the cells in the liver, the spleen, all of these things that have a huge impact on how our body can handle and deal with certain bacterias, viruses, toxins, chemicals, whatever else. You know, that's kind of a quick overview, but that's, you know, when we say immune, it does it boost our immune system? Here's how we break right? Yeah. Here's how we break it down to say 100% it benefits the immune system. What they also found interesting is you know, we have a large virus load of COVID that likes to hang out in the nasal passages. What they found out is with red light therapy, the virus is very, very fragile to it and it degrades the virus and kills it very quickly. Now, these are, again, very, very beginning studies. I mean, everything on COVID is, but it's, it's mm-hmm. fascinating to see how light therapy can make such an impact with people with a viruses. And we, we know that we, they've already done studies previously on SARS uh, with light therapy and shown great benefits. So we, we, we already know that SARS and COVID are, are not hugely different. So we're taking the research from that and now we're put, they're putting it into COVID research. And I think what we're going to find is some really, really positive things um, to help people that are struggling with this. Hmm. So Scott, interestingly enough, I used my red light panel when I had COVID back in June. I didn't really know. I didn't know all the research you just mentioned. I didn't know Mm -hmm. if it would help or not, but I figured it wouldn't hurt. And I actually recovered pretty quickly. Yeah. Maybe the red light played a role in that. Yeah. And and again, you know what, it's in in order to to really understand, you know, you've got to do a full on double blind study. You've got to do an infected group, a control group, another infected group that's getting some other kind of medication or whatever else. And that's when you can really say, we have statistically significant data that shows that light therapy is beneficial above and beyond either your typical maybe medications or clearly uh, above and beyond doing nothing at all and just relying on the body to try to 
try to heal itself. So I, you know, I hope, you know, in the coming weeks, months, you know, I mean, this up, this isn't going away. We may be dealing with it for a while to, to know that, Hey, something that's inexpensive, something that you can put in your home can give not just you benefit, but your spouse, your elderly parents, your kids, um, can all benefit. Oh yeah. I just, my kitty cat, you know, is a little bit older, is getting a little bit stiffer. And I put that red light on and she just gravitates right towards it and will just lay mm-hmm. right beside it. It's same it's, with my cat. She's and 12 years old and yeah. she just lays in front of it. Yeah. And it's sure maybe they, there's a little bit of heat that comes off it, but it's pretty minor. And, but it's amazing to see how animals, and I, and I see this a lot in some of my colleagues that do specific light therapy for horses or they do it for dogs or any kind of animals out there. Animals naturally gravitate towards the light. And what's so cool is with animals, there's no placebo effect. The cat. (laughs) It's instinctual. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is, or, or maybe it's just whatever, you know, you know, when you see animals react to light therapy, that it's, it's the real deal. And there's a reason why, interestingly enough, veterinarians, you know, we can get into insurance and, you know, time that, that you have per patient or animal. Veterinarians have really taken a hold of light therapy, particularly because they see so many animals coming in with, with wounds. They get, you know, in a fight, they get caught up on a barbed wire or whatever else. And they see how quickly their body reacts and heals and, you know, cleans out the infection. So they've really taken a hold of it where unfortunately the rest of the medical field is to some degree a little bit behind with the exception of the knit groups, you know, pregnancy, you know, uh, pre-born with jaundice. We all know mm-hmm. they've got the blue light there. So they've had that for years, but it's, it's going to take time for it to expand beyond that to where the the medical community is really embracing. Like I, I went to my doctor not too long ago and I had mentioned, well, I had neuropathy and I mentioned how I've been using light therapy and there was just this glazed look in his eyes. Like, <laughs> of course, like, and I know, not surprised. He, I know in his head he was saying, I don't have time to delve <laughs> into <laughs> this. Yeah. I've got three minutes to see him. And then I've got another patient to take care of. And I get it. It's tough. But they're they're coming around only because they're going to be forced to come around because they don't want to be the last people to jump on board with this technology. So, but Patients are becoming more educated and they're going to start (laughs) knocking down some walls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, crazy. So Scott, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about light path LED because you are doing some incredible things that other common red light companies are not doing just with uh, the actual construction of your devices. They're a little bit safer. I know maybe you can talk about the the diodes within each light bulb, the the beam angle. There's some really cool things Mm -hmm. that some adjustments you've made that other companies are not doing. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So without getting too caught up into the weeds, because most people, when they're thinking about light therapy, they're, they're just hearing it for the first time. So 
when they hear 30 degree beam angle as opposed to 90 <laughs> or 2.1 watts of power or low EMFs or whatever they're it's understandably going over their head they just want to sure. know is <laughs> it going to work? work is it going to work can i afford it and will it last so i was fortunate enough to to find a good company that took my ideas and all they pushed back on some things i said no let's get this done i i want I want it to be all iron so it's it's really protected. I want to have what we just said 30 degrees so that the beam angle is more focused so you're not losing it on the sides of your body that any EMFs are going to be really low which is always good and that it's going to last. So the basic is, you know, there's different sizes. There's ones that you can hold in your hand and it's USB charged. You can stick it in your purse or your backpack and take it on the road with you great for a teenager with acne or great for a athlete that just has a has a knee that they want to hit before a race or right after and then they go up to tabletop sizes that again you can put on your couch put on your table or just set it down on the floor and lay down beside and then it gets larger so you can put it on your wall or your door and you can stand behind it stand in front of it do 10 minutes on each side so there's options for you and then again I don't want to get in the weeds but then I've got something newer that is actually pulsating so the light is coming out, but now we have specific frequencies where it's turning on and off, on and off. And we've seen even better reaction to the body as frequencies. We know everything in, in life vibrates. So we're, we're matching frequency well that can do all kinds of wonderful things with when we're dealing with uh, resonance with cell vibration, resonance with different ion channels as well again getting into the weeds but what i'm looking at doing is constantly constantly being a step ahead of the research and making sure that what i have is going to be the best quality and give the best results and one thing that i do that nobody else does is anytime you purchase uh we set up a about a 20 minutes 30 minute phone call and we go over here's the simple thing set it up here's how you turn it on okay here's the issues that you've uh, told me about. So here's what I want you to do each and every day. Because so many people, they, they buy something and they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel safe that they're using it correctly. They're nervous about it. I had somebody who, who bought something, not from me, but she just happened to be local. And I said, bring it up to my wellness center and and I'll show you exactly how to use it. And she was just nervous about it. So, you know, plugged it in put it on different body parts, just made her feel very comfortable that what she has is going to be very useful for her. So whether you got my product or not, you know, um, I think the key is helping people understand how to use light therapy, how to take advantage of it. Uh, and then after that, how to share it with friends and family and other people, coworkers that they see that may be struggling with similar type issues. Very cool. And I have to say, also, we mentioned this before, you offer different types of, sorry, not different types, different colors. Like you have red combo with near infrared, green, blue, which I have not seen from any other company. Mm -hmm. So for someone that's starting out with light therapy, what would be like a good introduction? The great majority are going to be the combination panel, which is red and near infrared. So in one box, we're getting short red wavelengths that are great for the skin health. And we're getting longer wavelengths that are penetrating the body further. Beyond that, 
uh, the other colors are going to be more specific to the individual. Uh, so a, a red and blue combo, great for skin issues, psoriasis, eczema, acne. The green is very new. And I, I, you know, I only got a couple of those just kind of as a trial because the research is out. So I wanted a few people to try it out. But they've shown that green is good for people with migraines, with depression. And when you think about it, what's the most common color out there is green. We go out into a park, we sit down on the bench, we love to look at the green colors of the trees. Mm -hmm. So it has something to do with that as well. So yes, as research comes out, I've looked at some other things as well. But other companies, you know, they're, they're more about, sometimes you can overload people give them too many options, give them too much information. And they're just like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. I'll, I'll figure it out <laughs> next week or whatever. So <laughs> yeah. I think other companies, and maybe it's smart on their part, they offer very basic, hey, here's what we got. We got them in different sizes. So somebody may go on their page and you go, oh, okay, this size fits me. Where on my site, they may go, oh, geez, I don't know. Do I need the blue? Do I need the red? Do I need the infrared? Do I need the green? Whatever. So, but again, I, do I need the pulsing? Again, I like to, to be able to give everybody options and, and hopefully on the website, I can do a good job or in person, if we're talking, be able to explain to people why a certain wavelength is going to be better for you know what they need. But again, typically the great majority are going to be the red near infrared combo panels. And then you just decide what size is going to fit your need and your budget. I think you do a great job of trying to simplify, but I also appreciate that you are putting out the other types of light. I think it's important because when I look at other sites, you know, I think the average person would go, oh, right, uh, red light's the only thing. But when you look at Light Path LED and you see that blue is a thing, green is a thing, I think that makes, you know, the questions start popping up and you really start to question these things and wonder. Mm -hmm. I found out a lot just about the visible light spectrum just from seeing that green was even a possibility in this right series. Right. So I think that's really important mm -hmm. to Good. keep educating. So really cool. Well, Scott, before we let you run, we always like to ask a final question. If you could give one piece of advice to everyone listening today, something that they could start right away, what would that be? I, I would say if you're, if you're interested in light therapy, one, there's tons of research out there. There's tons of information on Google. The website has a lot of good information as well. I would tell people, do what is in your budget. Start small, start basic. And as you grow with the understanding of light therapy, then you can grow with the product as well. And I would say, of course, just keep listening to you guys because you rock. Oh, thank thanks, you. God. And, and I do. You rock too. And, <laughs> you know, from a, from a business standpoint as well, when I do a trade up. So if you start with the smaller units within six months, you can send that back to me. The whole purchase price can then go into a larger unit because there's so many people out there. They're like, Oh, yes, ideally, I'd love to get the large, but I need to know that it's working for me first. I know that I'm not just throwing out all this money with, with something that I, I don't know that it's, it's going to help me. So that's why I give them the option to start off small within their budget and then be able to get the larger. And I don't think anybody else uh, does that out there. So again, it's, it's really all a matter of the, the reason why 
you know, I, I spend nothing on marketing. So it's so important for me to be able to talk to people like you that are in this field already. And it's important for my clients. They're huge for me. My, the word of mouth uh, is, is great. You know, the, the majority of people that come to me are a friend, family member, coworker, or somebody who already has one of my home use panels and they see the difference that it's making. And yes, they could go to somebody else and, and get another panel, but they realize that there's, there's nobody that's going to take 20 minutes on the phone and really work through their issue. So I think that's the, the big change, big difference between me and some of the other options out there. Yeah, I think you really are bridging the gap and your company and product is extremely consumer friendly and educational. So we thank you for that. We are huge supporters of your product and light therapy in general. And because of that, we want to share your product with our audience. So we have a discount code if you're interested in getting one. It is Biohacker Babes. I believe it's a 10% off at Lightpath LED. But we will share that resource in the show notes. The website is Lightpath LED. And then you're also on Instagram, correct? Correct. Instagram and Facebook as well. Awesome. So please check out Scott. Lots of great education out there. And I can't say enough about light therapy. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. I I learned a lot today and I'm sure our audience did as well. Well, thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you both. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. Bye.